Hello, gorgeous. Hi, I'm Jessica Harlow, and you're listening to the Jessica Harlow Podcast, your weekly reminder that you can create a life that both looks and feels good. Last week, I shared with you a few of the books that I recommend over and over, whether it's to friends or you guys when you message me on Instagram. They're really great books that have inspired me, books that I often go back to and I go into detail about why I love them so much. So if you missed that episode, I really recommend checking it out, especially if you're looking for something good to read. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone that has been rating and reviewing this podcast and sharing it with their friends. It's really helped the show to grow and reach more listeners. I'm also so happy that so many of you are finding value in it and feel like it's made little pockets of your time much more meaningful and productive. I love it when I get messages from you guys telling me that you're listening while you're on your way to or from work, school, getting ready, working out, taking the dog for a walk. Really, thank you so much for letting me join you. If you haven't yet rated and reviewed this podcast or shared it with someone you know would love it, I would really appreciate it if you did so this week. When you do, screenshot it and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and I'll send you a free PDF with hair care tips and secrets for growing longer and healthier hair, plus so much more. Nothing sponsored, all real shit that I actually love, use, and recommend. I cannot stress this enough, but the same things that I recommend to you guys, I recommend to my closest friends. I've already got half of them drinking green water every day and wearing Lancome's Taunt Idol Ultra Foundation. If you're listening to this thinking like, what is she talking about? By green water, I mean chlorophyll drops that you add to your water once or twice a day. It's almost tasteless. I say that it's kind of slightly minty, but it definitely doesn't taste like a green juice or anything like that. It really tastes just like water with a little bit of mintiness to it. I'm one of those people that researches health-related topics a lot. I'm really into figuring out how to balance out hormones naturally, and chlorophyll is a great way of helping do that, according to the research that I've done. Um, And it's made a really big difference in my skin over the past few months. Those of you that know me and follow me know that I have hormonal acne, and it's really stressful and really annoying. But besides that, there are so many other health benefits to drinking chlorophyll water. I did a whole entire blog post on it, which I will link for you in the show notes down below. But obviously, of course, I'm not a doctor. Always do your own research, but it's been helping me out a lot, and I I pretty much swear by it at this point. Anyway, not to go on too much of a tangent about chlorophyll water, I will talk a little bit about something else that I also mentioned in that post, which is stainless steel straws. With Earth Day being this weekend, I'm not a huge crazy environmentalist, but there are certain things that I try to do to just kind of not be as wasteful. Um, I just think that everybody should just do what they can. I understand that not everybody's going to be able to do everything. I certainly can't, and I don't even aim to because I know I just, I know I can't do it. But there are little things that I feel like make a difference. I'm the type of person that can't even drink anything without a straw, but plastic straws are really horrific on our planet. They're so wasteful. So instead, I'm a really huge fan of stainless steel straws. They look really chic. I first saw them on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, and surprisingly, they're not that expensive. They look great and they're much easier on the planet. I'll put a link to them in the show notes so you can check that out. They're honestly, they're not expensive. You can get them on Amazon and they're reusable and they're wonderful. I've used them for years at home, but it wasn't until a few months ago that I read 
something about us using enough straws on a daily basis to wrap around the planet, not once, but twice. So I have no idea if that's actually true or not. I'm always skeptical. I'm always skeptical about statistics and what they say, but regardless, I'm sure it's better for the planet. It's super chic and much less wasteful to use stainless steel straws. So I'll talk about all of those. Those are my tips for the week, okay? Chlorophyll water, stainless steel straws. (laughs) But moving on to the point of this episode, something I was thinking about recently was thinking and ideas. As you guys know, I've been taking a little bit of a social media break And by break, I don't mean completely cold turkey. I do pop in here and there. But I've been really cutting back on the amount of time that I spend on my devices so that I can not just recharge, but also reconnect with myself a bit more and let myself just create and test and think and plan and, you know, work on things that definitely would benefit from me having my full attention on them. So think about it this way. When was the last time you were actually bored? If you're like me, the answer is probably never. I feel like ever since we've gotten smartphones, entertainment, and instant gratification has been completely at our fingertips. When you aren't bored, when you aren't doing absolutely nothing, you don't have much time to think, right? You're just going from task to task, distraction to distraction, until inevitably you get tired enough to fall asleep. And then you just repeat the whole process again the next day. I don't know about you, but this doesn't sound like it makes for a very full, rich, meaningful life. I mean, how can it? It's so absent-minded. It's so mechanical. So business as usual. And I don't really want to live my life like that. As much as I love a routine and I'm definitely a creature of habit, I like certain things to be a certain way, but I don't want to end up just living totally predictably for the rest of my life. Like I don't want every single day to be exactly like the last. Back to thinking and ideas, okay? These are the things that spark feelings and decisions. And in order to change your life or improve your life, you need to make new decisions. You need to make better decisions. And in order to make any kind of a new decision, you have to first feel new feelings and All of that is really rooted in your brain with thoughts and ideas. So if you change your thoughts and your ideas, changes how you feel about things, and it also changes how you move through life and make decisions, which inevitably are the things that shape your life. What you do shapes your life. So that's why I always stress about how important it is to think positively, not just, I'm not thinking about it in wishful thinking senses. Of course, like I've always said, I'm always open to the magic of life, there I've experienced it myself. I think all of us have in moments experienced a little bit of that magic of life, but we can't depend on that 24-7 around the clock. So it's really important to make sure that your thoughts are putting you in a place where you're feeling good so that way you can do more. Um, Did you know that some of the most successful people in the world spend at least 10 hours every single week just thinking. We have this impression that some of the most successful people in the world must have incredibly busy schedules. You know, that whole talk about the hustle mentality of work hard, work, 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 and get as little sleep as you need. Look, there's days where I think you're going to have to be in that hustle mode and go, go, go on really little sleep. Um, There've definitely been periods of time in my life where I've experienced that and I've had to do that and I've had to push myself. Um, But I think Most people, 
can't really just sustain a normal, not normal, that's the wrong word, but sustain a healthy, successful life that way. Because success isn't just about your accomplishments, you know, as far as like business, work, professions. You need to also make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So, of course, there's going to be times where you may have to power through, even if it's little sleep, even if it means pushing yourself. Um, But I think the people who excel in doing that for years and decades are really like an anomaly. Like they're kind of like... They're, they're special people. Um, I personally am not one of those people. I wish I was. Um, I would probably get a lot more done. But personally, I'm not one of those people. I think most people aren't one of those people. Um, like I said, I've done that for short periods of time, like days and weeks at a time throughout my life. But personally, I've always felt like I ended up needing to recover eventually somewhere. So I personally need about, I would say like six, six and a half hours on average, in order to function um, at whatever my best is, or close to my best at least. Um, But back to that hustle mentality and super busy daily schedules, not every successful person got to where they are or has maintained and grown from where they are by doing that. Um, In fact, many top CEOs such as Mark Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, and many more spend hours every single week thinking, experimenting, learning. Um, So many of them credit reading as a big part of their success because it's opened up their minds to so many new things, so many new ways of thinking. And that's what's really inevitably, many of them credit that for their success. Um, But think about this, how much time have you devoted to independently learning about a subject or a field that you're passionate about or interested in, like really studying whatever that subject is uninterrupted for hours each and every week. Most people don't spend time deliberately studying and learning independently. Let me just tell you this. If you're relying on school to teach you everything that you need to know or are just relying on whatever you've already learned in school for for the rest of your life, you're probably in big trouble. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Education is, it's important up to a point. I think people should be literate. Um, But for the most part, it will only teach you how to work for others that have dared to think independently and think outside of the box. Always explore other things on your own. I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus from social media just to think and learn and experiment and test and just create because what I do is it's a lot of creative work. There's a lot of creativity that goes behind the things that I do, um, both on YouTube and off. And I kind of think of this as how when artists, musicians, they take the time to create. Like Beyonce isn't coming out with a new song every single day, is she? No. She takes months and months off out of the spotlight to really create, get inspired, test, think, decide, experiment, play with things, and then we finally see the finished product, like almost a year later plus. Tons of content later on, right? Adele, similarly, um, she takes years off in between albums, and think about how successful they all are. Would she be as successful if she was forcing herself to create every single day and be on every single day? I think it would be a challenge to really you know, put 
be able to create something worthy of sharing on a daily, daily basis. Um, I was watching the documentary, The Defiant Ones, about Dr. Dre, and he was talking about how it had taken him forever to come out with another album because he says it's really, really challenging to put deadlines on things that are creative. You can't you can't really force creativity. You need creativity to have some room to play. You need to give some space for inspiration to find you. You need to leave that space for, I really feel like experimentation is huge, um, at least for me. So if you're a creative or in any career where creative thinking is very important, and I would assume, I would assume that, that that's most businesses, it's really important to take the time to think, schedule time to disconnect from your devices and reconnect with yourself, okay? So it's about disconnecting from social media, distractions, notifications, and reconnecting with yourself and your voice and who you really are. Um, And this is something that I've stressed over and over again in so many episodes where it's really important for people to really understand why they want what they want because sometimes we just go through life aimlessly and we pick up desires like we see things and we just automatically kind of want those things before even thinking about why we want them if we really want them if it's for healthy reasons if it's for reasons that really align with who we are as people I mean that's kind of a different subject but it still applies like don't think like even though I'm saying that it's so important to think and plan and reconnect with yourself of course this isn't to say that you're supposed to be spending all of your time thinking. I mean, thinking can really only take you so far. I mean, eventually, you do need to actually do things. You do need to actually take action eventually. Um, I came to this realization recently where I was thinking about ideas, and even the most ridiculous ideas can be great ideas. In my opinion, from what I was thinking about, actually, I feel like the difference between a good idea and a great idea is execution. Most ideas are good. I mean, somebody thought that bottling water and selling it, I mean, this sounded ridiculous a few decades ago, but execution made it like a multi-billion dollar business. Most ideas are good. Pick your favorites and execute the hell out of them. Think about this quote from our pal Abraham Lincoln. So the quote goes, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. So that's what I mean when it comes to thinking and planning and learning and um, reconnecting with yourself. It's really about sharpening your tools, which our best tools are our brains, ourselves, and carefully planning your attack is most of the work which will make the actual doing and carrying out of the plan probably the shortest part. Um, Relying on winging it all the time isn't effective because you're then at the mercy of whatever comes up. You do have to be prepared, but you don't want to always, you don't want to set yourself up for always being in reaction mode and keeping things afloat mode because you're underprepared. So schedule your time to think, plan, plan your preparation, plan for things that may go wrong as well as the things that may go right because you have to be ready for both and then execute. You do have to be ready for both. Um, There was something that I had heard about recently where you know how back in the day when the Oprah Winfrey show was on, it was like 
anybody that had a business, the best thing, the best advertisement they could ever possibly get was being, let's say, mentioned um, or highlighted on the Oprah Winfrey show, highlighted by Oprah Winfrey. And the thing was, I mean, it was really great for the business, they thought, because, um, I mean, some businesses were definitely put on the map because of being featured on the Oprah Winfrey show, but there were others that they were just so small and unable to keep up with the influx of greatness that came from doing that show, being featured on that show, that eventually they ended up kind of crumbling. So it's really important to be ready for the unexpected, whether that means the things that might go wrong and also the things that might go right, because it can really go either way. So it's really important to schedule your time to think and plan and learn and really spend that time with yourself and spend it Again, like that sharpening your axe type thing. Some really high-performing individuals spend entire days a week, like an entire day a week at least, specifically dedicated to thinking, planning, and preparing. So that way they're able to attack the week and go after things with more precision. They know exactly what they need to do, how they need to do it, rather than spending time sort of juggling. And of course... I always recommend this. I will always recommend this journal as much as possible. Remember how I go on and on about morning pages? It's essentially a brain dump where you pretty much take all of the things that are in your brain, all of your thoughts as they come, all those ideas, ridiculous things, whatever it is, and you write it down without judgment. See, that's the major key because typically when some people journal, they're maybe like thinking, it's not about like writing an essay. Let's put it that way. Like you're not sitting there thinking about what's the next best thing I should say, or where should I go from here? That doesn't like, you know what I mean? As far as constructing what you're writing, um, this is about no judgment. This is about like stream of consciousness. This is like, even if you don't know what to write, even if you hate doing it, even writing, I hate this shit. (laughs) Like I hate writing morning papers or whatever it is, morning pages. Even if that's the first thing that's coming to your mind, just do it. Put it out there. Put it on the paper. That way you can actually organize your thoughts because it's really interesting what happens with morning pages. And I've mentioned this in so many other episodes and I will mention this till I'm blue in the face. Um, I mentioned it in the blog post that I did about it. I'll link that in the show notes as well for you guys to check out. But the interesting thing about morning pages is just to brief you guys in case you have no idea what they are. Morning pages is you're writing three Full pages, it doesn't really matter what size the page is. I mean, just get something that's like decent. Decent enough where you can actually write something on it. You know what I mean? Don't don't whip out a post-it, okay? Unless you write really small, like Eminem and Eight Mile. Have you do you remember that? Anyway, never mind. Um, so it's about writing, let's say, three longhand, meaning don't abbreviate, don't don't do any of that crap. Like just write. Write it out by hand, three pages stream of consciousness. Now, what ends up happening is sometimes when you're starting it out, you don't really know what the hell you want to talk about. That happens. Um, You don't know what you want to write down. You don't know what you're even sitting there for. But sometimes what's interesting is, is as you write down all that crap, you sometimes end up getting to the good stuff. Like about page and a half in, two pages in, two and a half pages in, suddenly you start to realize what is on your mind. 
you start to realize what's, what's on your mind, what's on your spirit. And that can help you get clarity and realize where, you know, what you need to work on, what you need to let go of. Um, and also sometimes you'll come up with really great ideas. Something that happens with me is I find that a lot of my best ideas come out when I'm doing my morning pages. It's just funny how one thing leads to another, leads to another. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, this just gave me an idea about how I can solve this problem or how I can make this thing better or whatever the case might be. So it's really interesting and it's really, really important to reconnect with yourself. I mean, that's part of what makes disconnecting from your devices, um, scheduling time to think and experiment and learn, because it's not even just about learning a new, learning about a new subject. In the learning process, you also learn a lot about yourself and the better you know yourself, the better you know how to work yourself. You know what I'm saying? Journaling in general, it's a really great way to organize your thoughts um, get it out on paper, organize your thoughts. You can you you can even ask yourself questions that jog your thinking. Questions are really powerful. In order to get better answers out of yourself, you've got to ask yourself better questions. That's something that Tony Robbins says all the time. So you'd be really surprised at how the questions that you ask yourself can really jog your thinking. Um, here's something actually interesting that I was thinking about is, what are the things that annoy you most about your day or your life? What do you wish could solve those things? If you think about it, this is how people have invented so many of those things that you see on infomercials, on store shelves, products, services, things that have made people rich as fuck. So don't limit yourself. Get off of your phone. Schedule weekly or even daily uninterrupted thinking time. You really don't know what you might come up with. Um, of course, I still maintain that I think most ideas are actually good ideas, but the difference between a good idea and a great idea is execution, what you do with the idea. Because if you're like me, like I've had tons of ideas throughout my whole life and I've executed about like, I don't know, 2% of them. And it got to the point where I started to get really frustrated and I decided that I just really needed to get off my phone unplug and start really, you know, pulling back in order to create things that I really want to create and giving myself the chance to at least experiment and try try new things and stretch myself. Um, I think it's really important to do that as a creative. For me, I know that I personally, as a creative person, I could get really miserable if I don't feel like I'm creating something, if I don't feel like I'm making something, if I don't feel like I'm being productive in some way. Um, so what I like to do is I schedule time, um, sometimes daily. Um, but usually I try to do this at least like once or twice a week, like an uninterrupted block of time, whether it's really early in the morning or really late at night when I feel that the world is really quiet and I know that I won't be disturbed and I won't have that weird feeling like there's something I might need to see or respond to or somebody's expecting something from me. You know what I mean? But you do you. Everybody's life is different. For me, it just seems to work out best to take a few hours really early in the morning or really late at night to do like my my thinking, you know, do a little bit of meditation, do some journaling, planning, thinking, experimenting, and just really taking that time to be kind of uninterrupted. I think it was Lady Gaga or something. I think there was a point in her career where I think she had pretty much like she would lock herself up 
in a room or something and not be like completely be disconnected and um, create. A lot of creatives do that. And I think that's, and I think that's actually a really big part of creating work that is really meaningful and great and something that you could be proud of. So that's all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful. Let me know on my latest Instagram post what your favorite part of this episode was and what resonated with you. This is just what's been on my mind lately. As someone that's really struggled with focusing and managing my time and organizing my thoughts, I'm really working on it a lot and I want to share what I can with you guys as I go along so that hopefully I'm not just helping out myself but others too. That's a really big part of why I do what I do, why I even care to do what I do. It's because I don't just like as much as I'm a student of life myself and like I really do like to learn and enjoy learning and exploring different subjects. It's mainly like it's not just for me. Like I like to learn and share what I learn. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I'll talk to you again next Thursday.